Um, but what I've really been excited about from my own personal point of view over the last week is that RFK Jr. put up his hand. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. And I, they're they're slamming him for his anti-vax views. This is this is so ridiculous. Well, uh, the the fact that they're expected. focusing on that is so ridiculous. Yeah, and they have to focus on that. Well, of course, but they yeah. have to focus on that because yeah. what they realize is that every other aspect about him is going to sell to the American public like Absolutely. they would not believe. So, and what a time to come into it. Yeah. Now everyone's backtracking on the the, the COVID vaccine. Yeah. Um. You know they're changing everything, and he's come in. But they're going to say, oh, he's an anti-vaxxer from way back. So let's paint him as this horrible person who, you know, is everything that we don't want in the world. Um, that They're going to paint him as that, obviously. Yeah. I actually had this conversation with another friend not that long ago um, about him running. And I said straight away, I said, hey, they, they will paint him as the anti-vaxxer that yeah but what they're doing there is they're underestimating the sentiment within um the american population for what people actually do now think about the rollout of particularly the vaccines during covid um obviously he's been anti-vax for a few years but most people will associate him with the covid vaccines and we now have the majority of americans that are saying that they feel like they were duped and that they were forced into yeah. something they didn't want. And that's not a minority point of view anymore. That's now the majority. And you now have major news organisations like even the NBC News Today coming yeah. out with stories about vaccine injury. Um, then the tide is turning. So I don't know that that, that that angle is going to work for them. So I think that what they're doing is what you were saying just now, is they seem to be going back even further. Yeah. Really focusing on when he came out and because he is vaccine injured himself, by the way. That's part of the reason why he has that larynx problem is because of the vaccine injury. Um, So it's understandable that someone like that would want to. Yeah, absolutely. But they're not going to focus on why. No, no, and, no. And no. that's the thing, that they don't. And there's the people out there that'll go, oh, my God, he's an anti-vaxxer. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're hard. We've, we've seen it. I mean, oh, Sash, like, I don't know. I had to look up um, Dr. Karen Phelps for a podcast that I was doing, um, I think it was two weeks ago now. Yeah. Um, she seems to be um, stuck in COVID policies from two years ago. This is a woman who has come out and said that her and her wife were vaccine injured. Um, But rather than that opening her eyes to what was going on, that has actually forced her to double down. So she's still calling for masks. She's still calling from working from home. She's still saying we're in an emergency. So for people, and, and she still gets tens of thousands of likes, believe it or not. I'm not sure if that's her just being boosted um by social media but i think since yeah. it's taken over i don't think that's the case i still think that there is a sizable minority of the population who are still living who are still petrified and i think that's sad yeah that will yeah. be convinced by that argument but i think yeah. the rest of america is a little bit smarter than that and they're, they're waking to... up a lot of things have happened recently in america to wake them up yeah um, it is it is interesting that they focus on that because it is literally mm. the only thing 
that they have on him because I, I don't know if you're aware um, I'm sure a lot of people aren't is that he actually won Time Magazine Environmental yes. of the Year. <laughs> yes, I did say that. So, yeah. And he has been a, uh, a lawyer that has fought multiple um, environmental cases across the whole of America, not to mention that he is definitely someone who speaks to the working class, the poor, mm. and the downtrodden and forgotten, which is something that is certainly a legacy of his father. And it's been really... Uh, I think it's been wonderful over the last week for me to see. Um, prior to his announcement, he was polling at 10%. Um, since he, his announcement speech, literally the next day after his announcement speech, um, his approval went up to 14%. And I don't know if you know, but there's another runner, um, Marianne Williamson. Now, she's polling at between 5 and 6%. And so, the, again, you find a situation where the mainstream media is downplaying this guy, saying he's a quack. However, if Marianne Williamson, which is highly likely, drops out of the race, you would have to say that JFK would secure, uh, JFK, sorry, RFK <laughs> um, Jr. would um, secure at least 20% of the votes. And this is, this is only the very beginning of the campaign. In that one hour, 46 minute speech that he gave, they, they focus on about 20 seconds, Sasha. It is just so frustrating because no. I have been like, everyone will say this, everyone always says it, but I've been a fan of his from a long time. And it, it was like that, that speech was incredibly moving. It was incredibly inspirational. It harked back to a time, I think, where Americans can really connect. And as someone like I love to to read the comments after these under these things on YouTube, um, and a lot of the comments I'm going to say perhaps eighty percent of them were independent voters and Republican voters saying they will vote for him. So yeah, and I'm not going to be the only one that sees those comments and that feels that sentiment, and that is coming through in the polling now of Republicans. Republicans yeah. are saying they will vote for him. And some of them are even saying, shock horror, that they will vote for him over Trump. Wow. But you can be sure that whatever we've seen in the mainstream media over the last two weeks is only going to intensify. You it's know what's scary, though, thinking that, like, look what they've done to Trump to vilify him. And I think they've, they've the mainstream media, they've picked someone who, uh, I mean, I guess doesn't give a shit what he says. He says what he says. Good on him, cool. Whereas you've got people like your Hillarys and and Bidens who are so programmed and you know they're saying what they want. They're saying what they think people want them to say. It scares me to think that if RFK Junior was. Um, voted in I I just don't think even if he won with you know a landslide victory I just don't think the people behind the scenes will let it happen oh no they absolutely won't let it happen no he because could have they... every single vote there and they will still go oh yeah Biden won or you know whatever well they um, will never that, that's let already him started win. That's yeah, that. well, yeah. So basically, um, normally what will happen is it's quite rare for a sitting president um, who's going, who's heading into a second term, it's quite rare for um, challenges to come from within the party. 
that it has happened this time and it's happened for the reasons that we've already discussed. But what Biden and the, the Democratic elites have done is they've cancelled all debates. So those candidates that have put their hand up, they um, are not going to get the opportunity to state their case in a debate. And these debates have gone back to the beginning of uh, you know, beginning of time, basically, for, um, yeah. for politics yeah. in America. So they've they've removed the ability for be, for these um, candidates, RFK and um, Marianne Williamson, to have any sort of platform that's going to reach um, anyone that potentially could change their mind. Um, so well, it's already begun. 